time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everyone? This is End Time Headlines. It is Thursday, January 12th, and we've got a lot of things that we want to talk about tonight. Um, the table is laid out. We've got puzzle pieces that are scattered out. We want to put all these pieces of the puzzle together, and I want to show you tonight why I want to pray, and we're going to lead all of us today. I'm going to lead us into prayer tonight, but we're going to pray about what I believe could be a large-scale event that is on the very horizon, uh, and I believe that we could very well be seeing dry runs to prepare for this large-scale event. So without further ado, let's get after it. Uh, we're going to talk about some stories and some events that happened recently, and then we're going to take you on a stroll in the past and show you some stuff over there. This first article uh, comes from The Sun that resulted in the grounding of all domestic flights for the first time since 9-11. According to the report, it sparked airport chaos with over 4,000 delays. Here's what we know. This is the computer system that's called NOTAM, or no, it used to be called Notice to Airmen. Now it's called, called Notice of Air Missions. And the bottom line is, this is the computer system that pilots rely on to find out the latest information from the FAA on air safety, for example, on whether a runway is closed or perhaps airspace is closed because of military operations or a rocket launch. That system went down this morning. The FAA has been trying to get it back up, rebooting the system piece by piece. They say that they are making progress, but at the moment still, this uh, this NOTAM computer system is not up and running at full capacity. And as a result, the ripple effect across the country is that flights are right now some are taking off, uh, but for the most part, many airlines, United, for example, says that it is simply not going to allow flights to depart right now because it needs this computer system up in terms of safety. You don't want pilots flying into an airport if, for example, a runway is shut down, for example, or there are particular safety advisories. Irate passengers experienced hour-long delays after a, quote, system failure forced officials to grab thousands of domestic flights across the U.S., the worst airspace disaster since the terror attacks took place on September 11, 2001. That's huge, guys. The Federal Aviation Administration first reported a system failure overnight on the wee hours of Tuesday and slowly began restoring normal air traffic operations. Um, there was uh, there was even a video where President Joe Biden came out and said that they were trying to figure out what was going on. Check it out. I just spoke with Buttigieg. They don't know what the cause is, but I was on the phone in about 10 minutes. I phone report directly to me when they find out. Aircraft can still land safely, just not take off right now. We don't know what the cause of it is. They expect it to be able to, in a couple hours, we'll have a good sense of the cause of it. And, uh, and we'll respond at that time. Well, we, why do you have your team We don't know. Okay, we'll find out. 
Now, according to later on, as the day went on, the official narrative of the story is, quote, sources said a corrupted file, a corrupted file led to the halting of all these aircrafts, these, uh, the grounding of these aircrafts that is, was the largest scale that we've ever seen since September 11, 2001. Now you say, okay, it was a corrupt file, so on and so forth. But uh, let me read the rest of this. Our preliminary work has traced the outage to a damaged database file, according to the FAA. At this time, there is, quote, no evidence of a cyber attack. Now, but the, the problem is that it wasn't just America that had, quote, unquote, strange, unexplainable and corrupted files that or database systems go into into a chaos because I'm going to go over and show you uh, this is from the independent this is a new source from the independent and look what it says here quote Canada suffers the same mysterious air system outage as the US Hmm. Canada's air traffic system suffered a similar outage to the one that occurred in the U.S. for a brief period on Wednesday as well. U.S. air travel was badly disrupted by the failure uh, of the FAA's notice to air mission system overnight on Tuesday. Again, this is reiterating this, forcing a full ground stop of all domestic aviation on Wednesday morning. Now, according to sources there in Canada, the Canadian National Air Navigation System provider released a statement just after 12.30 p.m. that as U.S. airliners struggled to resume normal service. Wait, what? Yes, NAV, NAV Canada's Canadian NOTAM entry system is currently experiencing an outage affecting newly issued NOTAMs. We're working to, quote, restore function. So let me get this straight. The same time frame that in America we had these uh, strange database errors in the system of domestic flights in the United States, over in Canada, they were having something similar happen to them. Oh, but it gets even more interesting. So... I also discovered that something happened to the United Kingdom's major postal service. Royal Mail was also unable to send letters and parcels overseas after a, quote, cyber incident. Royal Mail has told customers sending parcels abroad it's facing severe service disruption due to a cyber incident. A statement said it was temporarily unable to dispatch export items, including letters and parcels to overseas destinations. Royal Mail said that, quote, we have asked customers temporarily to stop submitting any export items in the network while we work hard to resolve the issue. Some customers may experience delay or disruption to items already shipped to export. Quote, our import operations continue to perform a full service with some minor delays. 
Our teams are working around the clock to resolve the disruption, and we will update customers as soon as we have more information. We immediately launched an investigation to the incident, and we are working with external experts. We have reported the incident to our regulators and the relevant security authorities. We would like to sincerely apologize to impact the customers for any disruption this incident may be causing. The firm is temporarily advising customers to hold any export mail while it attempts to resolve the issue. Royal Mail went on to add that it had launched an investigation into the incident and was working with external experts and sincerely apologize. Again, they're reiterating this. Their import services remain operational but are experiencing minor delays. This comes, look at this, after a system failure caused all flights in the U.S. to be grounded earlier today. But we know, again, it wasn't just the U.S., but again, it also uh, happened to Canadian flights. Passengers were left stranded at airports across the globe as they await further news. Others were stuck on the tarmac when planned departures were suddenly canceled. So what are we talking about here today? We're talking about something massive, something that affected the aviation industry that we have not seen. Again, this is this is uh, unparalleled. This is uh, unprecedented and has not taken place since 9-11 the magnitude of flight disruptions. And again, we now know that it wasn't just the United States, but it was Canadian flights. And then there was disruption to uh, parcels and the postal service there in the United Kingdom. So all that's, so all that's going on. And they're telling us again, the official narrative of this was, well, guys, it was just a corrupt database that caused all this. In fact, uh, there was an article from CNN. I want to, let me pull this up. I, to me, this is just like, really? Uh, I'm going to pull this up and read this to you. When air traffic control officials realized they had a computer issue on late Tuesday, they came up with a plan. Here was their genius plan, ready? According to the official narrative, reboot the system when it would least disrupt air travel early on Wednesday morning. Really? Like, this is not a website here. We're talking about air travel, people flying, uh, you know, at all time zones. But we're going to try to figure out when it would be least disruptive Because after all, it was a, quote, computer issue. But ultimately, that plan and the outage described to CNN by a source familiar with the Federal Aviation Administration operation led to a, quote, massive flight delays and unprecedented order to stop all aircraft departures nationwide. The notice to air mission system, or NOTAM, is a critical and enormous safety computer system that advises pilots of issues along their route and at their destination. It has a backup, which officials switch to when problems with the main system emerge, according to the source. Now, I've highlighted this here. FAA officials told reporters early on Wednesday that the issues developed in the 3 p.m. Eastern hour on Tuesday. Officials ultimately found a corrupt file in the main NOTAM system. 
A corrupt file was also found in the backup system. How convenient, right? In the overnight hours of Tuesday into Wednesday, FAA officials decided to shut down and reboot the main NOTAM system. A significant decision because the reboot can take up about 90 minutes. But we know that this was disruption was far longer again than 90 minutes. So listen, hit me up in the comment section below on Facebook, YouTube, um, Rumble. Do you believe this official narrative? Do you believe this was the source for this? For the Canadian flights, American flights, the Postal Service disruption, the stuff, the crazy stuff going on there in the United Kingdom. And by the way, um, that's just a couple pieces to this puzzle. Because we're going to talk about stuff today that people don't seem to be, we're so preoccupied by everything else from the, the, the circus in Washington to entertainment news to all kinds of stuff. We get so preoccupied by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Satan has the world preoccupied by these three venues. That most of us don't pay attention or overlook these things that are happening. For example, did you know that since we're talking about aircrafts and airports, counter-terror officials and security services are investigating a deadly shipment of uranium which is used in dirty bombs, by the way, was seized at Heathrow Airport en route to Iranians based in the United Kingdom, sparking a, quote, terror probe. The undeclared nuclear material can be used again to create dirty bombs. It was destined for Iranian nationals in the United Kingdom, originated from Pakistan, and arrived on a flight from Oman. A source said, quote, the race is on to trace everyone who was involved. Again, all this is happening. The package suspected of being smuggled to a UK-based Iranians arrived in the in uh, the hold of a passenger jet. Again, this is according to the Sun. Specialist scanners detected the potential lethal uranium as it was feared to a uh, to a freight shed, triggering alarms. Border force agents swooped and isolated the unregistered shipment in a dedicated radioactive room. Counter-terror officials were alerted and a security probe launched into who sent the cargo was initiated. According to the report, it originated from Pakistan and arrived at Terminal 4 on an Oman air jet from Muscat. Cops, uh, police were understood to be targeting an Iran-based firm with the United Kingdom premises where the material was due to go to, quote, mystery recipients. Hmm. No arrests have been made. Well, isn't that interesting? Then we go back to the United States where I don't know if many of you caught up with this story or was even aware of this, but let me get you up to date in case you haven't. A Muslim man was arrested in what authorities characterize as a, quote, terror attack 
that recently took place at a solar power facility serving Las Vegas strip casinos. I'm here on Highway 93, just west of I-15, where a man broke into the solar field and set his car on fire. Detectives are calling it an act of terrorism. Las Vegas Metro Police Department tells us around 11.37 Wednesday morning, employees at the Harry Allen Solar Project, about 30 miles north of Las Vegas, alerted authorities about the incident. Employees told police the suspect set his vehicle on fire next to a transformer, causing some damage. The suspect, Mohammed Mesmerian, was set to appear in justice court today for an initial arraignment, but his appearance was rescheduled. Channel 13 has learned the 34-year-old was arrested last night in Boulder City. He was booked into the Clark County Detention Center on several felony charges, including committing an act of terrorism, first and third degree arson, and destroying or injuring real or personal property of another. Also, police say while he was in Mitchell's custody, Mesmerian apparently attempted to escape officers and flee. He is also charged with escape by a felony prisoner. A background check by Channel 13 reveals Mesmerian's most recent address is in Aurora, Colorado. He also has a speeding offense in Anchorage, Alaska in 2018. At this time, the investigation continues. Detectives believe that the suspect acted alone. Here was a deliberate act of terrorism against a yet another power facility. Now, this comes on the heels of all the incidents that's been taking place uh, regarding power grids and substations. Look at this is from Time Magazine. Quote, is there something more sinister going on? It kind of fits the title of our message today and our update. Authorities fear extremists are targeting U.S. power grid. Let me read a little bit of this. A string of mysterious attacks on power stations across the U.S. has rekindled fears about the vulnerabilities of America's electricity infrastructure, which security officials have warned presents a growing target to extremists and sabotars. Oh, and since we're talking about this, let me just bring this up. I thought this was interesting in light of everything that's going on. Now, as you can see here, this was dated back in the summer or close to the summer of 2021. Did you know that Biden gave Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that must be off limits to cyber attacks? What? Let me read that again. I know this sounds stranger than fiction, doesn't it? Biden gave Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that he called their off limits to cyber attacks. In other words, let me just read a little bit. This is from Yahoo News. In case you think that Brother Ricky's making this stuff up, here's your source right in front of you. President Joe Biden told reporters Wednesday that he gave Russian President, President Vladimir Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that must be off limits to cyber attacks and hinted at major retaliation from the U.S. should Russia allow continued malign, malign excuse me, activity in the sphere. Uh, really? So how nice of President Joe Biden to give President Putin a list in case he didn't know what 
what our, our critical infrastructures are in America, here's a list of them, not just a couple of them, but here's all 16 of them. How nice of Biden to just give this over to Putin. Here's our list of the 16 major infrastructures that you can carry out cyber attacks in the U.S., uh, but, you know, just don't touch these 16 things because these are critical to us in America. Who does this? This is absolutely uh, this is this sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit, but this is actually this actually happened. But I want to get back to this story. Um, attacks and suspicious activity at U.S. power stations reached a decade-long high last year, with more than a hundred reported incidents in the first eight months of 2022. According to a time review of the Department of Energy's most recent data, which runs through August, and by the way, this infrastructure that's being targeted happens to be on Biden's list of 16 that was given to Putin. Hmm. Since then, there have been at least 18 more publicly reported attacks on potential attacks on substations and power plants in Florida, North Carolina, Oregon, South Carolina, and Washington. The tally includes at least half a dozen at Duke Energy facilities in Florida and at least six others on electrical substations in the Pacific Northwest in November and in December. One attack took place on Thanksgiving where two intruders cut through the fencing around a substation and used firearms to shoot up and disable numerous pieces of equipment and cause significant damage. By the way, um, there was another attack in Washington State, and th- this time they happened to arrest two men who attacked substations there in Washington State. Now, let me pull this article up for you uh, so you can see this. This is from Reuters. Two Washington state men have been arrested in connection with Christmas Day attacks on four power substations in the Tacoma area. Federal authorities released the information uh, again. This was back on January 3rd. They're accused of attacks on four Pierce County power substations. And this is an update to a story we first reported last week. The attacks over the holidays caused $3 million in damage and cut power to thousands of people. 32-year-old Matthew Greenwood and 40-year-old Jeremy Krahan are due in federal court in Tacoma today, or they were today. Our sister station in Seattle says, according to court documents just unsealed, the suspects were identified through cell phone records and surveillance images. They are charged with conspiracy to damage energy facilities and possession of an unregistered gun. And again, what I find even more intriguing is out of the hundred or so incidences, this is the only incident or this is the only report where we actually have two suspects that were allegedly uh, found to be guilty of carrying out these attacks. Um, let me scroll down here. The FBI has also been investigating shots fired near a power facility in South Carolina days later. So again, we've got, so let's just recap this and then we're going to go on. So we've got all these airlines that were grounded from a corrupt database file. Then 
we have, and, and not just America, but in Canada and the United Kingdom, some strange stuff going on there that's, that is all relevant. It's all in the same classification of what's going on here. Then we have uranium that was found being smuggled in in, in, in an airport in the United Kingdom that is used to create dirty bombs. Then we have these attacks on these power substations that continue. Then we had a what the, the authorities are now calling an act of terrorism take place on U.S. soil in Nevada at, consequently enough, another source of energy, a play, uh, energy station there that will uh, affect the electrical grid and the power there in Nevada. Thankfully, it didn't. It didn't carry out. He wasn't successful at it. But there, no, make no. He rammed his car into, it, set his car on fire, and was making the attempt to do that. Then you have two years ago, Biden sending Putin a list of sixteen critical infrastructures uh, or entities that he told him were off limits. You can carry out cyber attacks on this, but not these 16 things. And consequently, transportation is on that infrastructure entity. The, come on, the power grid, uh, I'm pretty sure that was probably going to be on there. Anybody else think this is odd and strange? But, But it gets better. Let's move on. Then you have... Then you have another incident that's interesting. You have, I don't know if you've heard about this, but these mysterious antennas are appearing in Utah's hills and officials are stumped. Now, my first reaction to this, and by the way, there's over a dozen of these antennas and no one is sure what they're used for. Really? So no one has ever seen one of these things. So nobody can destroy it. And see who comes knocking on the door to see who destroyed it. If listen, obviously this belongs to somebody. It belongs to an individual, a group, whatever. They're the ones placing these out there, putting these out. And you're telling me these law officials, experts and all this, they have no clue who it is. They don't know who's putting them out there. You telling me they can't trace this. They can't destroy this thing and see who comes looking for it. Come on. I just, again, doesn't add up. But nevertheless, according to the official narrative, this is from Vice Strange antennas have appeared in the foothills around Salt Lake City and authorities have no idea what they are and who put them up there. To a mystery in the foothills, Salt Lake City officials want to know who's putting up some of these solar panels and antennas and doing so without permission. That's right. They're finding more and more of them. News specialist Michael Lockler shows us they hiked for hours to remove one of those today, Michael. Trail officials are wondering what's going on here and why even more of these solar panel towers are popping up all across the foothills. They're not supposed to be there, and right now, there's no explanation. 
Chopper 5 shows public lands officials dismantling some kind of small tower up at Twin Peaks. These towers that have been bolted into different peaks and summits and ridges around the foothills, and it started with one or two, and now we're not sure, but there might be as much as a dozen. Salt Lake City Trails manager Tyler Fonero says the contraptions consist of a locked battery box, a solar panel, and an antenna. We just don't know enough to speculate at this point what they are. Today's removal took six hours. We just don't leave things on public lands anymore. You have to ask for permission. A team hiked up and down in snowy conditions. Once we get up to the Twin Peaks, it's, it gets real steep. So uh, we were up there, there was five of us, and then we took some t- kid sleds to bring the equipment down on to make it a little bit easier on us. Chopper 5 spotted several similar towers in the foothills. The trails manager tells us they found more on land managed by the Forest Service and the University of Utah. The first ones we've seen were probably a year ago, um, but there's been a lot more in the last few months. We've just, they're multiplying. Whatever these devices are, the trails manager wants the culprit to knock it off. That might be related to cryptocurrency and, and, uh, and relaying networks and being able to make money off of that. So it's another reason we want to stop it now before it becomes uh, a dumping ground for dozens and dozens of more antennas. I called up a cryptocurrency expert and he told me that off-grid towers may have been lucrative in the past, but now they may only generate $10 a month. Again, that's just one idea that the city has heard. Once they open up those locked boxes, they may get even more clues. Now, here's another intriguing story I want to cover today. Up to 5,000 Swiss soldiers, which the Swiss have been known to be, they're supposed to be neutral, right? They're being deployed. Think about this. 5,000 soldiers are being deployed to the World Economic Forum that's going to be held, scheduled to be held in Davos, Germany, uh, next week, starting on January 16th, where the World Economic Forum is coming together, and they're going to have this scheduled meeting Um that's going to be held there again in Germany. And I want to read a little bit. The assistance service of a maximum of 5,000 members of the army was approved by parliament for the annual meetings of the world economic forum uh, last year, all the way into 2024. So the next two years, 2022 or three years, rather 2022, 2023, 2024 as the defense department writes on its website, according to the report, this meeting coming up next weekend, or next week, rather, January 16th to the 20th. Two days before the state of the forum, the Army began construction work in Davos around 3,000 international participants from business, politics, science, and society are expected at this at the World Economic Forum. The guiding principle of 2023 is, quote, cooperation and a fragmented world. The official guest list is not yet known. Don't expect to probably find that list. And by the way, if you go to the World Economic Forum meeting, now this is, I want to pull this, this is one of the, uh, if you go back here, let me show you this. As you can see here, this is the World Economic Forum website, here it is. Here's the countdown 
coming from January 16th, 2023, about the meeting, kind of tells you the world today is at a critical inflection point. The sheer number of ongoing cases or crisis calls for a bold collective action. The annual meeting will convene leaders from government, business, and civil society to address the state of the world and discuss priorities for the year ahead. What are these priorities? Here it is. Plastics in the environment, Ukraine, agriculture, food and, and beverage, digital communications, and hmm, cyber security. Let me just read this. Strengthening the cyber resilience of the power grid. This is one of their primary objectives. Uh, power systems are among the most complex of all critical infrastructure. And you can bet that they're probably up there in the top three tier list of Biden's top 16 that he gave Putin. Okay, they go on and on. You can read all this on your own. Let me read this. The power systems play a key role in society protecting the power supply. You know, the power supply, like the energy infrastructure, like the power substations that are being attacked, like uh, the like all these infrastructures that are being attacked by cyber anomalies, quote unquote, database corrupt files. These are I know you guys that are listening by Apple and Spotify, you can't see me, but these are some big expressive air quotes joining forces across companies and borders is an important remedy against fast evolving cyber threats in where the energy sector so again what are we talking about we're talking about very interesting events we're talking about events that are happening here happening there and it's and most people are totally ignoring this stuff it's it's just we're, we're just being inundated with all kinds of stuff and we're being preoccupied if if they can if they can dangle the carrot over here to the left we will keep our eyes off of what's going on to the right so i'm telling you i believe i don't think i don't believe these things are happening by accident i believe these are what i would call dry runs that are being carried out to test these infrastructures, to test reactions, to test the response of our government and the, uh, the, the, the positions of power that are in place to react to these things. Now I could be wrong, but I'm telling you, there is way too many quote unquote coincidences that are taking place and how all this is happening and in the manner of which it's happening and the climate in which it's happening for this to be some kind of a random, it was some guy, he was a nut. He was, he was not right in his head and he rammed his uh, vehicle into this power infrastructure and then he set it on fire. But you know, we really don't know. And then, yeah, you know, I know uranium was, was found in an airport, but we, we don't want to jump to conclusions. I know a hundred electrical power substations were attacked, but you know, we don't have anything on camera. We don't have any footage. We don't have any suspects. And we did find two 
two guys. We're really not going to give you much information about them, but we did find them. So that should calm you down and, and, uh, and appease, you know, that's hopefully that'll appease that, you know, curiosity that you have. And I, I know that, you know, we're telling you that it was a database error in the United States with domestic flights grounding them to a level that we've not seen since 9-11. But it's just a coincidence that this was happening in Canada. And it's just a coincidence that the postal situation was taking place and disruption there dealing with, quote, cyber anomalies that was happening there. Everybody just settle down and calm down. It's all just merely coincidence. I'm just not buying that, guys. So here's what we're going to do today. Did you know the scripture says that when the spirit of truth has come, speaking of the Holy Spirit, I believe we're speaking to believers today. And listen, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have the comforter on the inside of you. And the word of the Lord says that when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will lead us in all truth. And he will show us things to come. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit of God will lead us to truth. So it doesn't matter what a narrative is that they give, that, that, that we're given. It doesn't matter what's done in darkness because it will be made manifest in the light. It doesn't matter if it's done in secret. It will be made known in the public square. It, listen. The Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth if we will listen to him. If we will, uh, if we will have a relationship with the Lord and through our prayer life, through our devotion, through reading the word, spending time in his presence, we become acquainted with the Holy Spirit who speaks to us through the word and through dreams and through visions and through discernment. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit does, according to the word of the Lord, it says that he shall show you things to come. He's going to warn us who are believers, who are in tune with him. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So they're in tune with his voice and the Holy Spirit will not speak of his own accord, but he speaks that which he hears from the father. And it will agree with the word. It's never going to disagree. It's never going to be contrary. It's going to come into agreement. So if the Holy Spirit can speak to us things that have not yet taken place, that have not occurred, things to come, that you know what that tells me? You know what that speaks to me? That we as the body of Christ can come together instead of being worried about this, having anxiety about this, we can come together and pray and intercede and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us plots, plans, and assignments of hell that have been perpetrated and orchestrated against our country and against our people and against infrastructures and against our way of life. Come on, do you agree with that today? So I want you to agree with me in prayer today. I'm going to lead us and I want you to agree with me today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Lord, we present these things to you that Lord in the natural can be burdensome to us. They can weigh us down. They can produce anxiety worry and fear and sleepless nights because we could be worried about our energy infrastructure we could be worried about flight disruptions and travel we could be worried about our food supply and our water supply and all these things but father you said that we are to be anxious about nothing but in all things through prayer and supplication let our requests be known so we come before the throne of heaven you said in your word that we could come boldly before the throne room of grace and 
and obtain mercy in the time of need. We come together as a collective body of Christ. I understand that we're coming together as from different denominations, from different backgrounds, different age groups, different ethnicities, and different theological perspectives, but we come together today in the power of agreement, and we pray and we intercede today in the mighty name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit of God would begin to reveal to us, Lord God, the assignments of hell. Lord, that you would reveal to us the assignments of the enemy. If there's terroristic plots, if there's attacks, if there's attacks waiting in the the wings, if there's plots that are on deck that have not been made manifest, but they're in the, they're on deck and ready to go. I pray through the intercession of the, of the, through, through your saints. You said in Romans 8, when we know not what we pray, that the Spirit of God can help us pray through intercession and through groaning cannot be uttered. Lord, you said that he who knows and searches the mind of the heart and spirit knows the perfect will of God and he prays accordingly. So Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name. We ask that, Lord, that the enemy would be exposed. Lord, if there is something being done in the stealth of the night, in secret, that it's being hidden, that it's being disclosed, and Lord, it is bringing a threat to any of these infrastructures in our country, maybe in your country, maybe it's not just America, but maybe it's where if you're watching in Europe, if you're watching outside of the United States of America, we want to include you in this as well. We pray for you. You come into agreement with your country and for your powers and those of authority in Jesus name I declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment thou shall condemn come on y'all need to pray with me right now this is we're getting into ministry right now I know people are like well I don't want to hear information I want to I want Holy Ghost I want the power of God that's where we're at right now I come on we need to plead the blood of Jesus we profess and plead the blood of Jesus over our country over our nation over these infrastructures in Jesus name in Jesus name father I pray that any weapon that's formed you you didn't tell us that the weapons wouldn't be formed you just said it wouldn't prosper against your people father I thank you for the bloodline I thank you for the power of prayer I thank you for angels that have been assigned to us to keep us and bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone I thank you for the angels that that surround us and keep us that a thousand may fall on our side and 10,000 in our right hand but it shall not come nigh our dwelling and we believe this today come on do you receive this today for you for your family for your city for your nation Come on, give the Lord a hand clap today. Give him an amen and let it be so. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said amen and amen. Listen, guys, real quick before you sign off. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this podcast, this broadcast, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, Spotify, Apple, wherever, the whatever you're watching, whatever you're listening from, be sure to share this broadcast so other people can be uh informed notified blessed and encouraged as well listen two ways or two things i need you to do download our free app if you've not done that yet you can download it and it's available on apple and android devices you can get it right now by going to your apple store android store just type in end time headlines download that free app 
and get it into your hands today. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to keep up with every podcast and every headline when it's readily available. Also, we want you to uh, pray about becoming a monthly partner. All of our, our entire ministry operates free for you guys and you guys that are listening and watching. You're blessed, you're encouraged, you're informed. There's no charge. The, the app is free, the messages are free, the podcast free, the website. There's no f- sign-up fees, newsletters that are, the, uh, everything is free. We just ask that you guys would pray about becoming a partner of our ministry uh, and do what the Lord uh, puts on your heart to do. And you can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app or through the main website right there on the screen endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com, or you can give by check or money order, and you can make that out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391, and that's Monroe, Georgia, and that's 30655. So guys, we're going to sign off on this Thursday, the 12th of January, uh, but we'll be back here, Lord willing, tomorrow on the 13th on Friday, the 13th of January, uh, to give you one more um, uh, podcast uh, to close out this week. And listen, I know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. So please, if you can join us tomorrow, you don't want to miss tomorrow's broadcast. I'm excited about this. I don't want to talk too much about it because I I, I like surprises. I want to leave that to you. But it's, again, more stuff to pray about and be alert of, of what's going on. So until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.